Yes. I'm hearing yeah, yeah. you. What are you telling me? Third world, or sorry, first world problems, eh? You know, it's technology. It never wants to, never wants to agree with us, but we're here now. We're happy. I see you're in your garden. My settings aren't quite as nice. I can't lie. But we're all isolating right now. Of course, of course. So it's talking understandable. Of, we're talking of isolation. Still looking swole. Still look like you're keeping fit. What's your What's your day to day regime? Well, I believe that even now amongst a crisis, there's not going to be any time like this. So even though there is a massive negative effect of what's going on, the positive I'd say you have to try and take from it is the quality time that you're spending with your family. So aside from like the day-to-day -day hustle and bustle and training, I have prioritised as well the attention that I'm spending with my family. So that's been a priority of mine. I guess you're, you're a busy man. You're, you're out in Sheffield a lot. You know, you train in camps, a lot of fights away from home. So it's nice just to be back home for a long period and, and you can enjoy that time, right? It's a blessing in disguise. It's been needed. So like um, most days, even when I'm free, it's little uh, delicacies like, you know, the sauna and steam room, the swimming pool. I'm going down the gym, meeting your mates. When now I've been confined to like, a certain degree of self-isolation, yeah, yeah. you know, following certain guidelines, you start realising that those things aren't as important as I once thought. So what is necessary is just like some you time, some family time. And like this, just some peaceful times. I've realised that um, I've been able to get in touch with a lot of people as well. Yeah, yeah. Get back in contact with like family, old friends. And stuff like that, that that sometimes we take for granted when the world's moving at 100 miles an hour. So I've just like slowed the world down and been able to actually like reflect and see what I want to do and just catch up with people that I ain't been in touch with for a while. You've, you obviously need to stay fit. Have you got a little set up at home? Is there, is there like, you know, eight o'clock I'm up doing something? Because you like a little bit of regiment. Is there a little, you know, is, is there kettlebells by the bed? Is there, is there a running machine downstairs? What are we talking? Unfortunately, no. These uh, property prices in London are quite extortionate. <laughs> <laughs> so, if I was to do anything, I um, I'm more boxing focused anyway. So, probably go off on a on a run, which is always good. Stamina in the legs, or I could just move around like for 45 minutes in the ring because my the, the boxing club's like five minutes down the road, so I can just go down to boxing gym um, and move around. Or other than that, I could just shadow box, just let my hands go, just get loose. And that's like muscle memory. Of so even course. though when you go to the gym and you get swole, you don't go for a week, you go back and then you pick up a weight, muscle memory kicks in. So with boxing, I've got to build my muscle memory. So it's not so much like uh, burpees and squats at the minute. It's more keeping that muscle memory going, just staying loose in the shoulders and stuff like that. Of course. And obviously we are isolating. I want to just give a, a big shout out to the NHS and all those key workers. And I know you think the same. Yeah, the, the, the dustbin men, the people who are serving food in, in the local shops, the unsung heroes as well. Even people like yourself, you're doing your part by staying at home. You know, it's difficult because family stuff and people miss their family. You know, just, you know, maybe you've got to go out, you've got to drop something off to your mum's house or something like that. But just make sure you wash your hands and you stay safe. That's what the government are trying to say. So the NHS aren't bombarded with um, issues that they're overwhelmed with at the minute. So it's just stay safe. As you said, 
and um, we're doing our part for the NHS by following certain guidelines. Of course. We, we, we talked to our fans at JD and we, yeah. we tried to do a, a little build a boxer competition. Build a boxer? Build a boxer. And you've got to okay. pick everyone's best attributes. So it would be footwork, fight IQ, a right hand, a left hand and speed. Who would, of, who would of be... past or past, present? Past, present. Whatever it may be, we want to know yours and I'll tell you what the fans have been saying. Okay. So I would start off with the IQ of Sugar Ray. Well, that's tough. It's a tough one, Robinson, isn't it? Robinson or Leonard. I'd say Leonard because he was closer to my era. So I'd say the IQ of Sugar Ray Leonard. I would say the the chin of Evander Holyfield, like the heart and the chin of Evander Holyfield. Okay. I'll say the jab of Larry Holmes. Wow. Yeah, man. Who's right hand are you putting in there? I'm, I'm looking at you. That's why I got it. I'm not trying to, but yeah. <laughs> Is that why you're holding it up? <laughs> Yeah, already, so I might as well chuck my name in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say the footwork of um, Muhammad Ali and the head movement of Mike Tyson. Interesting. Well, the fans, footwork, 28% said Fury. Okay. 72%. Oh, no, so 72% said Fury, 28% said Lomachenko. That's good, that's good. Then IQ, Pacquiao, 55%, and Canelo was 45%. Not Mayweather. Not Mayweather, which is which is... It's different because Mayweather is, I think he's probably got the greatest boxing IQ of all time, according to me, but that's just my personal opinion. He beat them both. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then uh, physique, AJ, 90%, and then 10% said Crawford. So there's 10%. <laughs> what do you think about me going into fitness modeling then since uh, <laughs> <laughs> they my... If you want to see AJ in, in some kind of fitness magazine, put a bicep emoji in the comments. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but I was kind of that's what I said I'm doing more boxing muscle memory stuff at the minute rather than it's easy to get swole it's just what we it's just what we've done so you leave school you start college the objective is to kind of start going gym start getting fit meeting up with girls and stuff like that so that was the objective when I first started boxing it was kind of like mainly for protection I thought you know what I want to be I want to be uh, rough around the edges I want to get bigger but then boxing kind of fell in line with that and now yeah. I've developed as a boxer, I'm trying to push the, the conditioning side and develop my IQ. So physique will always be there, but the IQ will always be developed. For sure. We're going to get into some, some fan tweets. I know you've been asking the fans to, to kind of get involved in this Q&A as well. Yeah, because it was like, there has to be purpose at the minute, right? With everything that's going on, we have to discuss like the purpose of this. So I know people are, it's Friday. It's Friday night. A lot of people are at home. So it's just mainly engagement, conversation. So we said, look, let's put some questions out to a lot of supporters, a lot of fans, and see some of the questions that they come back with. And we can interact with them in a certain way because everyone's on the internet right now. Of course. So it's just a nice way to interact with the people then. So, yeah, fire away. Right, Tom Sampson, he's asked you, what was your favourite thing to do as a child apart from boxing? Apart from, I already started boxing when I was 18. So childhood memories, um... I was always out of the house at like maybe like 6am. So little things like 
where it was so early, there'll be no one on the street. So we'll take the, the Cub 90s, a little pizza motorbike. <laughs> and we'll go riding around the streets. That was cool. Or there'll be like, you know, 15 of us just meet up around the shops or around the back of the garages. And we, we had our own garage. Like we had a little sofa in there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, when you're like 14, you're up to no good in it. So it was just nice to be out and about. So just be out, out of the house, fresh air, up to no good. But honestly, those days are the best days. It's a bit, it's a bit more glamorous now, yeah? I wouldn't actually say so. I actually like, I'm trying to bring back those days because the last seven years, eight years of my life, I can't even remember half of it. <laughs> it's just been like <laughs> nonstop. So yeah, I want to bring back like some of my hobbies, some of the things that I used to love doing and like, you know, living more carefree, like not worrying about the opinion of other people, just living carefree. I know we've got to worry about work and that, but I'm just trying to live more carefree and focus yeah. more on my hobbies and things like that. Nice. Richard Owen, he's asked, what was your favourite favorite memory from Saudi Arabia? From Saudi Arabia? No, I'm joking. It was so nice. <laughs> I had to do it twice. You know what it it's was, right? Iconic. It was just uh, it was a difficult time in my career. Last year was a real tough year, you know. You know, as a British heavyweight fighter, we never get the respect from the world media, which is governed by America to a certain degree, because we're British, you know. Americans are going to take care of Americans. So when I lost, um, it's always from, you know, you take challenges. The goal is to win 100%. That's what I backed myself through and through, but I lost that one. And I, I felt, and I still stand by that today, everyone ripped me off. So I said, cool, you know. You're telling me, man, Josh shouldn't go in there for the rematch. He's crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm talking about some of my idols and stuff like that. So yeah. just the best thing about Saudi Arabia was um, proving to myself that no matter what the idols tell me or the experts, mm. no one can go against the, like, the gut feeling that I have. And that's why at the end of the fight, there's a clip where Eddie's jumping, um, you know, my manager, Freddie's jumping and I'm kind of standing there like this. I remember. Because I remember when I said, you know, when I win, that everybody must bow to me. <laughs> so it was like my, uh, my, em my emperor moment. That I yeah. said what I was going to do. So talk the talk, walk the walk. That was the best thing about Saudi. Of course. It was, a, it was an emotional time. Mm -hmm. Maisie Collins. She said, who's the first person you want to see after lockdown? After lockdown, nobody. I want it to stay this way. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's, you have a few it's broken boring. hearts out there. <laughs> yeah, it's obviously, it's, it's boring and stuff, but the world needs it, bro. The world needs it. Yeah. Moving so fast in this day and age, it's like you let go of the will, you can't get back on. You know, so it's like you're just doing whatever you can to just stay latched on to anything that's moving just slow down a bit so hopefully I can keep this pace going and I'm not in a rush to see anyone because um, isolation sometimes requires your well your elevation sometimes requires your isolation of dropping some bars you know what I'm saying make sure people uh, you, there. You, I, you, I, I, said, I said you were going to keep rapid I, it's not stopped since oh we're getting into that we're getting into that oh <laughs> uh, you know what I just, it, there'll be bars at the end of this believe me Okay, cool. I've got a band here ready. Uh, just in case I actually <laughs> hired a band. Two the meters steel away. Drums. 
two meters away. <laughs> nah, I'm joking. But yeah, sometimes your elevation requires your isolation. And like, you're always giving so much these days. You're looking out on your phone or what people are doing. You're trying to kind of do what people are doing. You're working. So you're always giving out, out, out. You're paying bills out. So it's just nice to kind of have some time focus on oneself. And yeah, I'm not in a rush to see anyone after this. Fair play. There's a, there's a cheeky comment from Tex on Twitter that says, can you ditch Eddie Hearn? And, and I think Eddie Hearn might be on this live right now. So uh, we, want some, we want some words. Well, for me personally, I wouldn't ditch. I'm quite a loyal character, do you know what I mean? So the people that have been with me from the start, I tend to keep around me. Like, of course. You know, we evolved our team for the Ruiz 2 fight. I didn't just ditch Rob. It's kind of that mindset is that the people that have brought you along the way, as soon as you get somewhere, it's like, I'll oh, forget them. I want to see if the grass is greener. I'm kind of, plant, I'm rather plant more seeds with more people. So me and Eddie will always have a great friendship, most importantly. That's why I kind of looked, at partnering with Matrim because they're family-run business and I'm yeah. a family man. So we have a friendship and we have a uh, we have something in common there. And in terms of boxing, I feel like we've done a great job together of bringing boxing to the mainstream. So it'll be silly to depart with someone who shares the same vision and um, can execute the same things that I want to execute in the world of boxing. Did they See, explain they... why they would want me to leave him? No, it was just... I think this, this is one of those Twitter fingers moments where... They were a little bit excited. I know Eddie's smiling behind his phone right now watching this one. <laughs> I just say how it is, though. Honestly, there's no script, no nonsense. That's just me. I'm a family man. He's a family man. Um, we had the same vision to bring boxing back to the mainstream. We set out a goal, and 12 years later, well, not 12 years later, sorry. What is it now? Uh, seven years later, we, um, we're doing that. So I'm, I'm happy with the, with the partners I chose. Of course, and it's worked out well, Mr. Two Time over there. Still a long way to go, though. Still a long way to go. Yeah. Still a long way to go. The mountaintop has not been reached, we hope. It's and tough. Uh... It's tough. You know how it is, Josh. I, I actually look at you sometimes. I think this guy don't stop. <laughs> you was you was travelling when this Corona was was picking up, and I was thinking, I was stuck. I was, I was in the I was trying to get home. Don't, don't, don't listen to the grandma. I was trying to get home. Yeah, you see, so that's the struggle behind what the reality is. You know, yeah. what it looks like is, you know, you're traveling, but in reality, it's like, hang on, I'm actually worried. I need to get home. So it looks good, but it's tough. It's difficult. Yeah, of course. Zach has tweeted, Prime Ali versus Prime Mike Tyson. Who wins and how does it go down? Should we really be comparing two legends? I, but I since mean, the people want to know. But since the art. Do you want me to go scientific? or I want you to break it down like Anthony Joshua breaks things down. It's quite interesting because in the era of Muhammad Ali's heavyweight reign, the heavyweights were ranked as cruiserweights of the Mike Tyson, Larry Holmes, mm. George Foreman era. Um, the Lennox Lewis, you know, they started getting bigger. Yeah. Hence why in the amateurs, they then created a super heavyweight division. So the current heavyweight division in the amateurs is what we class as the cruiserweight division. Okay. So Muhammad Ali went from, I think, lightweight, moved his way up, but he wouldn't have been a fully-fledged heavyweight. So let's say we bulked Muhammad Ali up yeah. and put size and um, strength to him. I, I, I truly believe um, Mike Tyson would have won. Reason being, uh, when you watch the fight with Joe Frazier and Muhammad Ali, you see um, certain Tyson-esque to Joe Frazier's style. Mike okay, Tyson yeah, yeah. used to study that Joe Frazier, you know, that like moving, 
yeah. moving, moving, hooks, hooks. And um, he managed to put Ali down in the fight. It was a very tough fight for Muhammad Ali. And I just believe Mike Tyson was better schooled because um, times have evolved. Mike Tyson was more developed, more science, more yeah. information. Yeah. So I think that Mike Tyson would have won, in my humble opinion. People are going to come for you now in the comments. This, this, this I'm is ready. Well, actually, to be fair, to be fair, they can't right now. You shouldn't leave your ass. <laughs> <laughs> the I, benefits. I know why you're out here answering the hard questions now. Yeah, I can say what I want right now. No one can come for me. <laughs> right, Simon O'Donoghue on Twitter is asked, how did you feel the morning after beating Klitschko? Do you know what? I'm still, I'm still a normal geezer, yeah? So, boom, boom. Do you know what it is, right? I'm still living in my council flat. I'm fighting <laughs> Klitschko. I'm bloody, you know them beds where you got where you got storage underneath? Oh! Yeah, I'm grabbing my training kit, my fight gear out of there, and I'm thinking, like, I'm going to fight Vladimir Klitschko, so it's at Wembley, so my house is about, you know, 25 minutes from Wembley, so I'm yeah. driving down the North Cirque, I'm seeing my auntie in the traffic, <laughs> I, I, I'll see you later, yeah? So it's just normal, like, just fighting, yeah. just fighting at Wembley is just normal, so after... It was good, but honestly, like now I've hit 30, right? And I think I've um, taken this time as a 30-year-old, especially this time right now, to really reflect and plan. And um, I've always said, when I'm done, I think I'll sit in front of a fireplace with a uh, Carlsberg and um, a cigar and think, wow, I'll be able to reflect more. So I, at the time, I didn't really think it was anything special because I'm just yeah. going through the motions. But I think as I'm getting older, i.e. 30 now, um, that was four years ago, my fight with Klitschko. Um, I'm 30 now. I'm just reflecting a bit more, thinking, yeah, man, that was a, that was a sick fight. That was a good fight. I still, I still, my heart still hasn't recovered from, from, from those rounds, those middle wild. rounds, I'm telling you. Wild. I think I'm glad I took that fight when I did because I think it was like my, my 19th fight. So it's quite early on. But yeah. I, it would have if Klitschko, if I didn't take the fight, Klitschko would have been... It would have been two years too late. I needed two more years' experience. Yeah. It would have been better for me to gain two more years' experience, but at the same time, it would have been two years too late because he retired after that. So it was a it was a good fight, a good time where the young raw lion met the the old experienced lion, and we had a great battle. It was unbelievable. And then I can tell you, we're JD are having a, a lock in where they're going to be replaying that fight on socials. Okay. And we're going to have uh, Steve-O and Savage Dan. They're going to be commentating on it. They're going to be talking yeah, yeah. through it. So that should be an yeah. interesting one. Guys, tune into that. I was going to. Well. I know you'll be watching it back. It's a lot easier to watch it back than it is to get in the ring, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember when I first started, I, I watched Mike Tyson. I thought, yeah, mate, I'm going to do that when I get down to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> what? Man will slip left. Man will be like, boom, in my jaw. Yeah, when I was firing, I was like, nah. This boxing thing is different to what I've ever done. Like, you know, fighting like on an estate or fighting with your mates, buying a pair of boxing gloves and sparring. Yeah, yeah doing it real life is so different. So different. Yeah, it's commendable. I was going to say, there's so many tweets from everyone, from people in Nigeria saying, how did you enjoy your experience? When are you coming back? What, what was the best part about going? So my experience in Nigeria was phenomenal. You know what it is when you get to Nigeria? If you're of African heritage or Caribbean heritage or someone who wants to explore the culture of Africa, Nigeria is like the giant of Africa to a certain yeah. degree. When you get there, 
you might be in for a culture shock because it's it's very di- it's like going to the Middle yeah. East. It's just very different to what you see in London, in Spain, in in Germany, in America. Now, when you go to Dubai or Saudi, it's very different. When you go to Nigeria, it's very very even the air smells different. It's just yeah. refreshing for me. It's quite refreshing because I like watch a lot of documentaries. So I've just been chilling watching Fela Kuti, his documentary, famous um musician so the vibe like that's why i love jamaica because i love reggae so that's how yeah. i get my connection so when i watch these people's um, music and and stuff like that and i learn about the country where i'm from i think it's really good that when i go back i feel like i'm a son of that soil and, yeah uh, to put my feet down it's just reconnecting um it's, it's a young country in terms of its independence you know Great Britain, for instance, is probably like 300 plus years old in terms of, you know, the structure and yeah. the government and um, the monarchy. You know, Nigeria is, I think, like 56 years old in terms of its independence. So it's still a developing country. So um, I just pray that they they go on and do great things in, in this world and be a leading force in, in their own economy. Absolutely. And with that, I've got Joe Weller in the comments. He just messaged... He said, given a boxing is such a mental game as it is physical, do you have a mental and well, mental sports psychology uh, coach to train your mind like you have the strength and conditioning coach to train yourself? 100%, you know, but he's more of a friend. So when I was on the GB Olympic team, we had this, right? So that's what I'm quite, a, not loyal, but I stick with what I know. So I've kept him with me throughout the whole, the whole professional career as well. And we were talking yesterday and um, he was like, I want you to... I've got it on my WhatsApp, but I want you to send me five. So, Josh, give me five principles that you would say represent yourself. Me right now? Or three. Three, three, re- yeah. three principles that you would say represent yourself. Loyalty, hard work, patience. Loyalty, hard work, and patience. So, he, he kind of puts these tests to me, right? So, I ask you that. So, I'm going to ask you that same question in a year or two years' time and see if your values and morals have have changed. Yeah. So loyalty might change to um, protective, self-preservation. Yeah. So yeah. like some, your loyalty may have got burnt in the process, but you learn that what it's made you do is become more, you now self-preserve yourself. So you're not as open. You don't yeah. trust people. So your morals can slowly change, but they, they're still a core to you, which is yeah. you protect yourself. You're a loyal person, but, even my loyalty, I don't want it to get tarnished. So I'm going to self-preserve myself. Patience, you know, as you get older, you might have more free time. So patience might be, I'm more patient with the things I want to invest my time into. I'm not just, it's just learning about yourself and what your core values yeah. are, basically. Interesting. See, I remember we were in, South, we were in uh, Saudi Arabia, you know, we in were talking sauna. about this. Yeah, it was, it was, it was it, things got deep and you realise that there's, there's a lot more to the boxing game than than purely just having muscle, having a having a fast jab, having a right hand. Bro, one million percent. Like it's underrated. Obviously, a lot of information that we consume is is irrelevant when you deep it, right? But there's a lot of like valuable information out there. So I just try and absorb the valuable stuff. I'm not an expert in psychology, you know, um, but the little I know is that the mind is a powerful tool that has evolved and is still evolving. So, um, yeah, the mind, I definitely try and use that. And that's why I think psychology is a powerful thing. Of course. And we did, 
did a little quiz, a little Q&A. The prize was a, a pair of signed AJ boxing gloves. Mm -hmm. And the winner of that one I need to announce is uh, Harrison underscore Norfolk. So uh, he's in year nine. He's from Ellsbury. Well done. Ellsbury, not far from Watford, actually. Exactly. You know, keeping yeah. it, keep it, it was, it's not fixed, we promise. It's not fixed. It's not local thing. <laughs> <laughs> so AJ, thanks for that. Thanks for your question, guys. We appreciate it. I'm seeing Watch people up. are talking about 5G in the comments. Oh, if, if we get into that, we'll be here all day. I've got some time, you know, I'm only isolating, nothing else going on. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to get me in trouble, I'm done. I'm, no. I'm... <laughs> well, listen, this 4G connection seems to be pretty good, so let's just stick with that, shall we say that? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. At 7pm tomorrow, I'll be tuning on, on the 4G, watching your fight versus Klitschko. Savage Dan's going to be commentating, Steve-O the Madman's going to be commentating. Yeah, sweet, man. <laughs> All right, then. It'll be good. Good Appreciate to talk it. with you. God bless Always, you. Always, man. man. Pleasure, Take brother. Care, brother. Bye. Bye.